Benjamin, it's the, uh, it's the final episode of the year, mate. How are you feeling? Thank fuck for that. <laughs> Let's do a roll call. Do you want to you go ahead and do that? All right. We've got... Um, I'm glad you gave me a list and a specific order to read them out in. Uh, Jared, I've never met any of these people, so raise your hand <laughs> when I call your name. And none of them have their names right below them. Below them, no. <laughs> All I heard was we below. We should have had name tags. Uh, Jarrett Garn. Hey. Guillermo Troncoso. Is Guillermo here? No. No, no. He's, he's not here. He's not here. Uh, well, that's all right. I don't think he's he's watched a movie before. Uh, nine, uh, I was going to say 19, but 2010. Uh, <laughs> so he's completely useless at all movie trivia. Uh, Chloe Ritchie. Melzy Begg. No, Joe not Lewis, here. Chad Jennings and James Thomas. Yeah, then. You were very specific in that list, and half of them aren't here. Well, yeah. also, yes. you just kind of sped over. Yeah, I was going to say that was not a. That was supposed to say here. There was. Uh, was there? Was there? A, you didn't. That's not. That's not in my run sheet. And, no, and the problem is, I by the time they get of... done applauding, they're they're over my name. Yeah, I'm going to do it again. Applause break. Read it. Yeah, I just. Read it. I just. I could. Yeah, I didn't. I'm not used to recording in a live studio with a live studio audience, so I didn't pause for applause. Well, that's kind of taken the uh, the edge off that joke. So we'll move on, and I'll introduce them properly soon. Was there a joke? <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> well, that is the good movie Monday team. Seven out of nine ain't bad. Um, and we're all in board for this final episode of 2022. My name is Glenn Cochran. Welcome to the Good Movie Monday Christmas Party episode. As you just heard, Ben is also here doing his weekly co-hosting duties. Are you ready, Ben? I am. I know your name wasn't on the list either. Mine wasn't. We didn't. I didn't get to introduce us. It's our show. Ah, uh, fair enough. <laughs> I don't know. I, like I said, I don't know anyone here, including you. So it was. Uh... <laughs> and of course, missing from that pack was Guillermo and Malzi, but. Not for too long because uh, Melzi will be dropping in to join us soon and Guillermo has recorded a little something for us which we'll play a bit later. Um, but let's do some of the housekeeping. Uh, the show can be found anywhere you get podcasts from. We do highly recommend you listen to us on the Newsly app. It's the, sort of the main port of call that we uh, we advise. Uh, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and all the other places you can get um, podcast content from. We do, uh, we do have another pod, uh, platform, Ben. What would that be? Uh, is that Letterboxd? Yeah, it's the only one I ever ask you to talk about. No, okay. <laughs> I, was gonna, I thought it was TikTok. I was say, because I don't know if you noticed, but I completely zoned out during everything you were saying. So when I tuned back in and you said my name, I was like, I have no idea what you're asking me. Well, I was TikTok, TikTok is for right the people with, TikTok's yeah. for the people with short attention spans, and, and that's been taken off, thanks in part to you and Chloe. Because um, Chloe shares... Oh, I thought you um, meant the short attention span. That's what I've got. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Chloe uh, shares with me two viral videos on our TikTok account. So pretty happy with that. You don't, Ben. You're on You're on a lot of videos, but none of them viral, mate. <laughs> I don't, like you've recorded me singing in a bunch of them. I don't understand why why they haven't gone viral and why I haven't been, I haven't been offered a record deal. 
<laughs> I hear you're big in Japan, Ben, if that's yeah. or anything. <laughs> but so is whaling. The, so. Just, just me and the Hoff. And Dalton. Yeah. Oh, no, that's right. The Hoff is big in Germany. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> so do you want to just quickly spruik our letterbox, tell people why they should go to it? Well, because we talk a lot of shit about movies on the show, <laughs> and uh, uh, sometimes it's a bit hard to write them all down if you want. So we, we, we list them in letterbox for you, so you can... Uh, Check them out at your convenience without having to use that pesky podcast rewind button. Correct. Let's do some let's do some formal introductions here. We'll start off with Jarrett Garn from Monster Pictures. How are you, mate? Very good, sir. Just getting ready to wrap up 2022, going on holidays at the end of the week and very excited. I'm gonna take some time off to work on some side projects and then I might take some time off just to enjoy some time off. Yeah, I was gonna say, like time off. <laughs> You know, you're a bit like me. It, it just ends up being other things. It's true. I mean, I can't turn down a good opportunity. So when something comes across my desk, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, right. I'll do it. I'll do it. Ah, did you hear that, Ben? Anything that comes across his desk, he's not going to knock it back. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a repeat of Ben's 40th birthday party again. <laughs> Whack-a-mole. <laughs> and of course, Jarrett, Jarrett, you're just off, uh, hot off of Monster Fest. How did that go? Are you buggered? I, I I think I've adequately recovered now, but it was, you know, you have that mixture of exhaustion and a little bit of like post-festival depression because, you know, you go from seeing people you don't get to see that often day in, day out. I mean, even Ben and Grant and Kim, because we're not in an office anymore or working remotely, you know, that's the first time I've seen Ben. I think it was the first time I saw Ben in, I don't know how many months. So it was just, it was almost like I forgot what he looked like. Mm-hmm. Which is which is amazing. Like people would pay for that ability. <laughs> <laughs> and now, look before we move on to introduce everybody else. As we go through all of you, um, <laughs> sounds terrible. Uh, I'm gonna just ask you one thing that we did um, pre-plan that I was probably more excited about than anybody else. But um, Christmas memories, particularly bad ones. Do you have any? And if you haven't got a bad one, do you have a particularly good one? I have a bad one. I have. Brilliant. I have. Uh... My my chihuahua of oh no god I think it was like <laughs> I want to say nineteen years. This is a bad idea already. Oh. Yeah, oh no, but it, it, it's, it's, there will be humour. Uh, but yeah, my chihuahua of nineteen years unfortunately passed maybe a month out from Christmas, and you know I was mourning the loss of the chihuahua Mitzi. She was beautiful, and uh, I all I wanted was another dog. You know, sort of fill that spot. And for Christmas Day, my mother um, stepped up to the plate and bought me one of those robotic dogs. Um, and you should have seen my face when I opened it. I was like, what the fuck do I want with this? I'm not like six years old. And she says, you said you wanted a new... I didn't say that, obviously. That's that's what's going on in my, my head. But she said, you said you wanted a new dog. And I figured this could, you know. And I'm like, you're kidding. Like, this thing takes batteries. Like, two double A's. What the hell? Uh, so it was pretty disappointing. And if anything on what should be probably one of the happier days of the year just made me feel a little bit depressed, but uh, I can look back in it and have a good laugh about it. Yeah. Have you, have you whitewashed this story? Was it actually like a dog blow up doll? (laughs) (laughs) No, I have lots of disappointing Christmas stories, but that's probably up there. (laughs) Did they dig up the Chihuahua? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we did. We did that one. We put it put it in the cave, and then it, it came out later that afternoon. And then Richard Gear came around, and <laughs> and we never saw the chihuahua never again. Saw it again. 
<laughs> uh, this is where I would have um, thrown to Guillermo just to ask about one of his bad memories. But uh, given he's not with us, let's just uh, celebrate the fact it's his birthday today at, as we record this. And that's why he's not here. And he'll um, he'll have a little message to uh, to drop us a little bit later on. But that means we move on to Chloe Richie from Movie Night with the Richie Girls, as well as the Up Late with Glenn and Chloe videos. Welcome to your first Christmas party sitting, Chloe. How are you? <laughs> I am slightly buzzed. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I assume there's like a pack of wild animals behind the door there, you know, waiting to interrupt you at any moment. Yeah, there's about three of them. Uh, my husband so conveniently had his Christmas party this afternoon. So I am flying solo and they are being quiet under penalty of no McDonald's for a month. So <laughs> uh, pretty serious, guys. It's pretty serious. I think I might be quiet for the rest of the show. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to fuck around with that. I don't want to take any chances. The old Macos uh, back scary. too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I no re- fucking thick shakes for them. Right? I remember when I was a kid, Macos was like a you know twice a year kind of thing. Like in these days, it's like by penalty of a month. Like what? <laughs> now hold on. What are you calling it, Macos? Macos. <laughs> Mackers. Mackers. McDonald's. Mackers. Well, I get it. I picked up on it, but that was a new <laughs> one for me. Keep, keep <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's an Aussie thing. Uh, so, Chloe, what about you? Christmas memories. Do you have any bad ones um, or, or particularly good ones? I don't have any particularly bad ones apart from, you know, mum hosts Christmas every single year. She puts on the roast and all the trimmings. She organizes everything. She's a very hard worker. So the year that she relents to me and it becomes my responsibility, the whole family gets COVID, don't we? So uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. We ended up isolating last year uh, for Christmas and um, felt like absolute balls the whole day. So <laughs> yeah, it was just wonderful. But a big win because you didn't have to c- prepare all that food. <laughs> Hundred percent. Big loss. I was stuck inside with my kids and their noisy toys for the next five days. Did they at least leave the trimmings at the door? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, they came over. They came over. They dropped off presents, which is really nice. And um, so that was a a, a nice thing. And I didn't have to spend the rest of the day with them arguing with them as well. So it was actually quite positive, I would say. And you can always, you know, like if you're too sick to prepare food, I believe the the. The, uh, what you do is you just lean out the window and go, you boy, fetch me the biggest turkey in the supermarket. And they bring you <laughs> like the food. I'm pretty sure we just had air fryer hot dogs. Um, <laughs> and that's what we lived off on Christmas day. It was pretty sweet. That does and sound good. I'm <laughs> yeah. curious, Chloe, do you, do you, when you say roast, do you do chicken or do you do turkey? Uh, we don't do turkey because that tastes like gross. Um, so we do pork, um, and we also do beer chicken. So, yeah, and and pork is good for the crackle, mate. Absolutely. There we go. So now we move on to the the three boneheads from Bonehead Weekly, who, as we speak, are up at stupid, you know, hours of the morning. <laughs> so, Joe, we'll start with you. Welcome, sir. Stupid o'clock. Is it also bourbon o'clock? Sure. Although I, where the. All I've got in front of me, it's so sad. I'm coming from Kentucky and all I've got in front of me is a, is a Jameson scotch. <laughs> I should have had <laughs> but cheers to the crackle. I didn't know what that was till I watched Bluey. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, Bluey. Yep. Defined it for me. Then so what about, what about you, sir? Have you got a, have you got a Christmas story to tell? Well, I'll, I'll keep it short uh, <laughs> because quite 
honestly, most of my Christmas stories are awful from about 1989 <laughs> on from my parents' divorce, <laughs> kind of going back oh, and forth, no. dragged back and forth. This is like so a therapy session. Well, quickly, this is actually, I'm just going to bring in the other boneheads because my there's an ongoing joke of my mother's Christmas presents over the year could go from something amazing to the worst thing on earth. And gentlemen, <laughs> what was the shit that I got for years about which Christmas present was it? You received what had to be the greatest gift of all time because not only was it a budget car care kit, but it did. <laughs> Indeed, come with a squeegee. Came with a squeegee. <laughs> so basically, so, you got go the ahead. gift of self-reliance. I got the gift of go fuck yourself, even though you're the only child. You are both the favorite and least favorite of your children. I am the least favorite. <laughs> this this, this uh, might be the most depressing Christmas podcast ever recorded. <laughs> well, I actually, I thought it was funny, but for the year... Uh, I have some, most of my good Christmas memories come from me being an adult, though. James, Chad, what do you go? Sorry. Well, move on to Chad. Uh, Chad Jennings, it's great to have you here, mate. Um, are you, are you going to be going back to bed after this, or are you like, you're up for the long haul? I am, I am up, up oh. until, yeah, until <laughs> probably 10 o'clock for another, until 10 or 11 o'clock uh, at, at night. So, yeah, I'm, oh, I am hosed. I thought you were going to say that you're the... you're up until the Viagra wears off. <laughs> <laughs> I think Christmas a bottle, man. the Christmas Viagra, <laughs> the Christmas like I'm not the, actually old... I can't be the only one with Christmas Viagra. Good old whack a mole's back. What about you, mate? Do you have a do you have a, a story to tell? Yeah. Um. So when we were kids, um, my dad wanted to do a a, a real Christmas tree. Um. One year. And we, we lived in a, a rural area full, you know, just country all over the place. And he's like, we're going to go into the woods and find a Christmas tree. Well, the day he picked, we had snow up to our shins. Um, and we all packed up in our, our winter clothes, um, which at, in the eighties, it was probably like, like 10 inches of, of, of pants after pants, after pants, after pants, you know? Uh, and we walked and I thought it was going to be a short trip. We walked for almost two hours to find the perfect Christmas tree in the woods, chop it down. And all he brought with us to carry the Christmas tree back in, because we were seven, my brothers were probably five or six at the, no, I was eight. And my brothers were six or seven. And, um, all we brought with us was a kid's sled. So we had to we, we had to we had to put the Christmas tree on the sled. We've all seen a Christmas vacation. Come on, yeah, this isn't even your story. It's like in Scrooge when they Bill Murray starts talking about all his past life. He's like, "No, that was the little house on the prairie. It's not even your life." So seriously, wait. I, I know that did they pull it out on a sled in Christmas Story? No, the they Christmas just pulled, they, up, they uprooted it. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. He chopped it down with a very rusty axe, which took a long time to chop that tree down. And then we had to drag it back. We left uh, probably a little before lunch, little after lunch that day. And we didn't get home till eight o'clock at night. So we were walking in like ankle high snow or knee, uh, shin high snow as the sun was setting. And we're lugging a Christmas tree on a sled. And by the time we got back, 
we did not want to do anything with that damn tree. <laughs> so it's it's it's, it's, it's outside half of the next bowl. day. <laughs> and then and, well, and here's the thing, you know, apparently my mom and dad didn't really know how to take care of a a real tree during Christmas uh, during, at at that time. So by the time Christmas came around, most of the tree was dead. <laughs> we were oh, really sure. Pine needles suck when they get under the toenail too. So that yeah. would really suck. <laughs> what? Have Said you not no ever one got ever? one of the pine needles under the toenail? Like when you've had a real Christmas tree? Well, not unless I, I tip. I mean, they cost <laughs> extra. Ben always says the toenail pine needle things extra. extra. By the way, did you miss where the mistletoe was? <laughs> but does anybody else think Chad? For the rest. Does anybody else think Chad and his family murdered someone at over time? <laughs> I was I was waiting for it. It was like my worst Christmas. Dot dot dot. And that was the first time I killed a homeless person. <laughs> so I'm not the only one who was thinking. Going no no. Just superimposed a tree no, over. It a was person. like a. It's like a frailty Christmas. With, That's uh, what I was thinking, Ben. Baxter, I was like, yeah. it's frailty. James, yeah. moving on to you. I've always assumed that you just live in an office and sleep on top of paperwork. Um, it's good to see you again. How are you? Oh, it's it's lovely. And and the, the luckily the paperwork piles are large, so it's really comfortable. More more than you would think. <laughs> Time for you to fess up. Yeah, I, the thing that immediately came to mind is that I. I my parents both come from relatively large family. They were both one of seven, um, which means, of course, when you get together for the holidays, it's a lot of people say, oh, well, I haven't seen you in a while. It's great to see you. And then within about 45 minutes, we have to have the annual political debate, which doesn't <laughs> matter what age you are. And so I guess it's been a couple of years ago it was when, when, when COVID was getting larger uh, as an issue. Um, when it first really kind of caught on as a trend. Um, <laughs> and there's no age limit to this. It's not like, oh, letting the kids go play. Now, my son got, well, what do you think? And immediately he was about, I guess he was about seven. And immediately he basically just breaks down and says, I don't know. I don't know. And to this day, anytime we go to a family event, he goes, we're leaving the politics come up. and Because to him, and it kind of was, it was a completely political debate, and he goes, I just didn't want people to be sick. And so that, honestly, it it, it comes to mind because it doesn't stop coming up. Like, it's, it, it's a trauma that I get to explain back to him, going, listen, just leave the room. You can you just do give him a Do you give him a MAGA, a MAGA cap to wear when you go? Oh, well, that was what was funny was, it wasn't like both sides were wrong. There was no, like, you couldn't, there was no plot way to say, oh, it's Christmas, let's not talk about politics. It was like, no, no, your eyes are, everybody was wrong. And so. 50% flat earth, 50% alien conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah. Lizard people have taken over the the politicians. Dangerously close. I mean, it was dangerously to where I was like, I don't. And then, of course, that spins into more political debates, right? It doesn't matter. Like, you start, whatever you start with. So it is honestly, every time. It just constantly comes up, and and we've got, a, of course, another family gathering, and my son, actually, earlier today was like, seriously, I will walk out of the room. I'm like, you should. You should. Matter of fact, I'll go with you. I'll literally be like, oh, he's having a nervous breakdown. I've got to go with him and check on him, and we'll go, I don't know, eat fudge or something. I don't know. We'll do something. 
Thanks, Glenn. You brought up all our trauma. I know. Everybody in Australia is having a lovely Christmas, and we're over here in our broken homes with Murder Boy. Hold on, Joe. Remember. Remember, in America, we don't have any sort of healthcare support. This is the only therapy I can afford. <laughs> uh, Melzi's not with us at the moment. She's going to pop up at any moment in time, so expect her in a minute. But um, I was just thinking what we didn't mention, Ben, at the top of the show is this episode's actually a video as well. So if people are listening to this as a podcast on their apps or whatever, uh, go to our YouTube or Facebook pages, and you can actually watch us and, and look at us looking like dickheads and then yeah so that'll be fun yeah. but, well, um, what about ben's listening? trauma what about ben's trauma i'm, I'm moving trauma. on to that oh, good, good. yeah i haven't forgotten you mate i've got a feeling this one's gonna be a show <laughs> no no that's a... loaded. <laughs> does it have anything to do with caravans <laughs> no you like you're really talking to the wrong person i i was i mean there was that time there was that time where I came downstairs at the stroke of midnight to find Santa going down on, on mummy. And uh, that's what uh, I th was thinking about You're the welcome. first time I killed. <laughs> yes. Everyone likes a mustache ride, Ben. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but that kind of, that is it. Like I come from a, I come from a family who only celebrated Christmas so that me and my sister didn't feel left out with the rest of the kids at school. Because <laughs> uh, we are of a different faith. So of, or slash no faith at all is probably the closer, <laughs> closer truth. So, uh, you know, we That's actually. That's not what Christmas is about though, is it? It's no, not, it's and we don't have, we don't thing, have, <laughs> we don't have presents? a large family. We don't have like outside of us, really. We don't have any family. So there's, there's literally no horror stories because we didn't we didn't do anything we didn't no, but that that in and itself is a very depressing story is a depressing you, christmas you, yeah. <laughs> please, please tell me the reason you don't have any family is that a bald child and his family came in and cut them down with the rusty Children. axe they were the yeah. first ones practice Thanks, with family Chad. that's how it, i believe killings and sex makes progress. best practice with family first yeah or just choose <laughs> choose somebody else's family and make them yours yeah, that's right. Yeah. Just, and by the way, I just turned being, up. Being a good American and and I guess Kentucky's considered part of the South. Can we talk about Jesus and how you need him now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I've never wanted to do this more. Ben, can you I'm make sorry. a movie called A Very Funny Games Christmas? <laughs> right. You know, just pop into somebody's house and celebrate Christmas with them, whether they want you to or not. Just, well, yeah, he, he, yeah, his mum was his mum was screaming for Jesus when Santa was going down on. Yeah, that's that was that's the first time I heard Jesus's name. Uh, and I I remember thinking like I thought he was Santa, not Jesus, but I didn't I just didn't get it. They're one of understand. Same. I think it I was Fourth Corinthians that told us. It was like, did you guys have did you guys have uh, RI in school, religious religious instruction or religious education? Because no. I always got to sit out of those of those classes. Oh, that's because in America it's illegal to teach religion in schools. Yeah, yeah. We had no we're such not thing communists here. like you guys. Except <laughs> yeah. yeah. for I think actually, Joe, that means the opposite of what you say it means. But, yeah. but. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, televangelists or is that the uh, ev yeah, ev evangelical, yeah. Yeah. No, no we're so, so, 
We but I was always upset because I got to sit in the, in, the, in the classroom next door listening to all the singing. <laughs> you know, this is a, and, and watching all the kids get their bowl cuts and dye their hair blonde <laughs> and... Uh... Drink some Kool-Aid. What kind Drink of fucking Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid, yeah. Uh, yeah, but ironically, not... what, you, what you would give for a bowl cut now, mate? Oh, fuck, I would. <laughs> <laughs> it's true what they say. It only grows where you don't want it to. Well, and so I do have a bowl cut. It's just, it's just, a, yeah. it's just will, a different I'll, place. I'll keep mine quick. Uh, I wanted to tell this quick story. A couple of years ago, we had a, a Christmas at my parents' house, which Jared had been to that year uh, to film a Christmas video with me. And... The Nutcracker, was it not? <laughs> Back <laughs> to the glory no, hole. And this oh, is no, the closest little drummer boy. Little drummer boy. Little drummer Sorry, boy. This right. is the this is the closest I've ever come to living in a horror movie. We had a scream outside, then a bang at our door, and it was a little girl and her mum. So we let them in, and apparently their brother-in-law, who is like schizophrenic, was out there with a the chainsaw to you know, out to get them. And so we <laughs> had them in our house, and he's outside our house banging all the windows trying to get in. And meanwhile, we call the cops. But we just let these two mother and daughter in our house and they enjoyed Christmas with us. So it was a horror story that turned into a good story. Look, all I have to say about that is she should never have let Santa go down on her. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very Texas Chainsaw Christmas. (laughs) Hi, this is Pete Atkins of Hellraiser and Wishmaster. And I just want to wish Glenn and Ben and the rest of the team a good movie Monday, as well as all our listeners a very Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, horror. As Peter Atkins, uh, you know, fantastic guest we had on the show. One of the many that we had on the show for 2022. And um, as we're wrapping up the year, Ben, let's just go through some of the guests that we've had on the show. It's been a pretty, pretty awesome year, man. We've had um, Martin Henderson, which you, you sat in on that one with me. That was a great interview. I love I love Martin Henderson. Yeah, I wish he could be on the show every week, but he has stopped <laughs> replying to my Instagram messages. Very disappointing. I know, and you weren't particularly all that interested in talking about X or anything like that. You just wanted, I wanted to talk, to talk about, about talk, talk. <laughs> yes. He I, had... and he, I'm 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 quite upset that he thought I was taking the piss at the start. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I had to jump in and go, no, dude, he's serious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had David Tui on the show, Jamie Blanks. That was another good one that you sat in on. Uh, spoke to Brett Morgan, DeWanda Wise, Thomas Jane, Scott Derrickson, Jim Sheridan, uh, Andrea Marcovici, Lynn Littman, Alex Proyas, Louis Mandelor, Brian Yuzna, Chris Pontius, loads more. It was a it was a bumper year. So um yeah, thank you to you, Ben. You sat in on uh, quite a few this year, and it was um I like I like doing them when you're around. It's a little bit more fun. It's the all I'm good for is interrupting, and uh, <laughs> it's my it's my one true skill. Everyone should have one true skill. Mine is interrupting Glenn, uh, and it works quite well during those interviews. You've been doing a good job tonight too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm in fine. I'm in fine Yule time form. <laughs> These Christmas episodes are a bastard. The host, I can tell you. Now, uh, but as with every single episode that we do, we recommend movies, and this being a Christmas episode, we're recommending Christmas movies once again, lads and uh, Miss. I was going to say just lads, but we're joined by like females this year. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, I know, like oh. they've infiltrated. Oh no! <laughs> so I feel like very, the I'm constantly. <laughs> I'm trying to make eye contact. But it's, it goes against my nature. <laughs> but um, because there's so many of us here, we only get one each. And we'll start with you, Ben. 
Oh, well, look, I'm I'm a firm I'm a firm believer that uh, Christmas movies just need to be set at Christmas time. They don't need to focus on Christmas as a theme, <laughs> a la Die Hard and uh, Lethal Weapon and Cobra. Cobra, Cobra, fucking hell! Uh, <laughs> just the way, like, why does he cut the pizza that way? Why does understand. he cut it That's with the, scissors? Yeah, with scissors. Like, and he doesn't even eat the big part. <laughs> One of the greater mysteries of Christmas. Yeah, it's, it's a Christmas trigger, right there. And who is that? Like, did he improv that, or was that in the script? Yeah, I, I want to know. See the shooting script. Yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, so look, I thought I would. Uh, I tried to watch. I actually tried to watch a couple of films uh, that I hadn't seen before, and I was disappointed slash fell asleep through all of them. So <laughs> I, I thought I would go back to a, a classic from 1960 called The Apartment. Ah, has, yes. Has everyone seen The Apartment? Has everyone know yes. the Billy Wilder? It's my favorite no. Billy Wilder film. I think it's brilliant. It is. It's it is just, one of my all-time favorite films. I first saw it at the almost Theater on a double with One, Two, Three, which is another Billy Wilder movie, which I always thought was such an odd double because everything that you're taught to hate in the apartment, you're supposed to love in One, Two, Three. <laughs> but uh, and the apartment is like the is for me the the superior of those two. So did Directed they play them Billy in the right Wilder. order? Did they play them in the right order then? They played the apartment first and One, Two, Three, so you could go home. They like they knew what they were, they knew what they were doing in that respect, uh, and I kind of I feel like I need to watch one two three again, just to as a kind of you know with fresh eyes without the apartment clouding the issue, just to see because the movies it's one two three is all about Coca Cola the Coca Cola Corporation so on paper how can it be bad, uh, uh, but so but back to the apartment. <laughs> this is how this is how my my uh, reviews go for so long. I don't spend any time talking about the actual film, <laughs> just about all the surrounding stuff. Uh, so directed yeah, directed by Billy Wilder from a screenplay that he co-wrote with IAL Diamond, who I always used to think was just IA Diamond. Um, stars Jack Lemon, who he like he's like an insurance executive who's uh, trying to climb the corporate ladder by. Um, allowing his his uh superiors to to use his apartment for their extra extramarital affairs and while he's doing it he's also kind of fallen in love with uh, Shirley MacLaine who's the lift operator at his uh work only to discover that she is the uh big boss played by Fred McMurray's piece on the side <laughs> and uh, it's it's heartbreaking Chloe and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to watch my language now. <laughs> He's either petting a puppy or a small child. I don't know. <laughs> that was in, that's an unexpected uh, movie choice and a good one though. It's a it's a it's a fantastic film. If you haven't seen it, definitely worth uh, checking out. If you are watching this particular episode, you will have had a cameo appearance from uh, Chloe's children. Uh, that was little elves. Little elves. <laughs> now, I've got a question for everybody before we move it to Jarrett's recommendation. Has everybody, um, can you, would you want to turn your volume down a little bit because Malzy's about to enter the house? <laughs> <laughs> Here she comes. Prepare your ear holes. 
and she is at work at the moment. No, hey. yes, she is. Oh, I can see, I can see the Christmas compactor in the background. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! You can't hear anything. Hi. There she is. <laughs> hey, Malzi. Hi. How are ya? Thank you for waiting for me. I love to be fashionably late to a party, so here I am. <laughs> Looking very festive. Always, you know. <laughs> oh, I got a few weird looks at work today. I'm like, oh, it's just a Friday, isn't it? No, I did. Have, I did tell everyone what I was doing. <laughs> you, you got weird looks because yeah. you weren't dressed up in horror attire. Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> it is. It, it is a little weird. <laughs> so we're we're at the point in the show where we're about to uh, get Jarrett's Christmas recommendation. Before we do, we've already gone through our sort of Christmas horror stories or memorable moments at Christmas. <gasps> do you have one? Oh, look, I, I I was thinking about this the other day and I don't have anything that's that exciting, but a few years ago, my dad and I, like my mum was asking for, I don't know, I think she was asking, I always help my dad out with um, Christmas gifts for my mum and um, and she was asking for something specific. I think he got her something nice, like a bit of jewellery or something, but then I was like, oh, she also needs some hair products. So I went to Hair House Warehouse and got a couple of hair <laughs> products for him. And then it was, then, you know, Dad and I were like, uh, you know, let's stitch her up here. And we put, we put like her really nice bit of jewelry or whatever hidden away in the hair products. And so she's pulled it out and she's just like, she just seen her face ungrateful much. And my mum will listen to this. So, oh my God, she was like horrified. But my dad and I were pissing ourselves laughing. But she just could not, like, she was just like, are you fucking kidding? Are you kidding? And dad and I are looking at each other like, oh, this is so funny. And she full on cracked the shits. And, and I was like, okay, dad, like, you know, get, let's give it up now, you know? And then, and then finally he was like, oh no. And she was just like, lost her mind. But, um, but yeah, it almost went pear shaped. Like Christmas was nearly off. And my mom is like, her entire life revolves around Christmas, so we were definitely like playing with fire. <laughs> I was just Literally. waiting for Joe. I'm waiting for Joe to come in and go. What's a hair house warehouse? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of assumed be, what it was. Actually, Chad would be more likely to have that question. Chad Hair <laughs> is what this is. I guess the reason you're picking on me is because uh, Lynn has the beard. At least he has that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably the only person who had premature balding on my face. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> I can't uh -huh. stop growing mine. I had to take some out from underneath here the yeah. other day. So, I mean, I got the opposite uh, problem. Donate. Well. Donate. <laughs> people in need. Yeah, it took a lot yeah. of shots to the face. <laughs> well, we've just established with Chad there are people in need, so we have a recipient. Exactly. <laughs> I got you, bro. Well, It'll get through customs, no problem. <laughs> just Chloe's chin hairs, it's fine. Well, Melzi, it's great to have you. It's great to have you. Let's push on. And Jarrett, so many damn movies to choose from. How do you whittle yours down to one? Ah, it's it's hard. Like I've actually tried this year to go and watch as many Christmas films as I possibly can, which has been difficult because I had to balance it with Monster Fest. But I'm doing all right. I think I've watched about eight Christmas films thus far, and I've got a few more to go before the big day. 
but uh, the film I've chosen is a film that I've always I've always liked and been on the cusp of loving. But this year, I actually came on board and I'm I completely fell in love with the movie. And I think because sometimes a film you've got to I don't know you've got to arrive at it at the right time in terms of your age where you can kind of identify with the protagonist or even the antagonist. And in the instance of this film, I think I have hit that age where I can completely identify with said character in the film. And in a similar fashion, a film I watched a couple months ago that I hadn't seen for a decade or so, Fatal Attraction, was a film that kind of spoke to me because I'm at that age of, say, Michael Douglas's character, and he's in a predicament that I could potentially land myself in. And so I, you know, not, not that I'm looking Jared is James Thomas in Australia. I'm going to talk for 42 minutes before I get to the damn movie. Before so. I even tell you what the name of the movie is. Or they even tell but, you what the name of the movie. James is going, I'll tell you. But over here is the story, and the train is slowly. We'll just, we'll just skim over tangent? the we'll skim over the part where he says, you know, it could happen. It could happen. Uh, so my recommendation is going back to a classic. Came out 34 years ago, Scrooged from 1988. And yeah, I found myself, I've always loved this movie, but I don't know if it's, if I've ever fully gotten it. Like I've enjoyed the humor of it, but this year it spoke to me on an emotional level as well. And I was just entranced by the film and it's crazy tone. But the, the premise, if you haven't seen Scrooge, essentially it's a retelling, a modern retelling of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, but it has Bill Murray playing this TV network executive who's quite cynical and just really a piece of shit. And his name's Frank Cross. And like Christmas Carol, he's visited by the three ghosts of Christmas, past, present, and future. And he really learns the meaning of Christmas and becomes a whole person. And in amidst this, there's romance, there's horror, lots of comedy. And it's a film, in my opinion, that was way ahead of its time because it's got a very sort of dark tone and style to it that came and and that's the weirdest thing i think that's what caused the film to have a very mixed reaction amongst critics uh and i also think that the film just gets better with age because at the time when the film was released bill murray was dismissive of it as were the writers because the film was reworked with an inch of its life from a script level even down to the edit apparently they shot a lot more and we've never seen any more than what's made it because they've never released a special edition of this film. There was at one point they were going to announce, I'm going to release the You'll Love It edition. And it was going to have all these featurettes and I don't know what happened. It just disappeared. But to me, it's sort of a timeless classic. And like I said, it's very funny. Uh, it's very dark and it's got some incredible, uh, you know, actual special effects, practical special effects as well. And a, a host of talent. Like, I mean, in addition to Bill Murray, you've got like Carol Kane, you've got Robert Mitchum, you've got Alfre Woodard, you've got Bobcat Goldthwait. This was uh, the first just, time yeah. I think and I Karen ever Ellen. heard Bob, Bobcat without his crazy voice. I know. I watched yeah. him do, because after watching the movie, I immediately jumped down the rabbit hole wanting to know more and more and more. And one of the things was I watched all these press interviews with Bill Murray, who did everything but talk about the actual film, <laughs> watched a pretty extensive interview with Richard Donner, which was really kind of bizarre because he didn't know seem to know much about his film let alone lethal weapon and i'm like has he got like you know an early onset of alzheimer's at the time <laughs> i don't know but bobcat goldthwaite was the best interview of all because he did it in his bobcat goldthwaite character you know oh, and then they did this <laughs> and that was like the best part of it i actually that came off more like steady eddie than it did bobcat <laughs> but you get where i was going with it <laughs> 
you, you've picked a really um, precarious time to finally get into Scrooge because like Bill Murray has fallen out of favor now. I think that was part of the drive, to be honest. I had a conversation with a friend that said to me, do you think it's okay if I wear, you know, have a Mer- uh, Murray Christmas, you know, sweater this year because he's kind of been cancelled? And I said, yeah, but like, I, I feel like he's been cancelled the old school cancelling way. It's not like he's a Weinstein. He's just, you know, he is who he is. You know, in the late 80s, we might have called it eccentric and... And now it's it's controversial. I mean, like the best thing that could have happened out of all these horrible, oh, well, not even horrible stories, but stories that are coming out is the fact that he threw Seth Green in a rubbish bin when Seth Green was like 11. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if anyone could have done it, I'm glad Bill Murray did it, you know, but it didn't stop <laughs> Seth Green, did it? He just The, the original <laughs> garbage pail kid, mate. <laughs> yeah. And in all fairness, he probably, he probably deserved it. No doubt. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Moses hasn't thrown an 11 year old in the bin. <laughs> well, back back then, I was we 11 did, years we old. Did, thrown into a you know, with all due respect to Melzi, we did treat redheads like trash back then. <laughs> oh, poor Jimmy. <laughs> Just take the, the show down a few pegs there, Glenn. <laughs> that, one, that one goes out to Courtney Gaines. <laughs> Better red than dead. Better red than dead. <laughs> I know that Chad's favorite, but Jared, you're right. I, Richard Donner was never re- really talked about it or was there ever in favor of it either. It's one of those bastard mm-hmm. childs that wasn't a huge bomb or anything in England. No. In fact, it was quite popular in America, and yeah. it's, it's it's even grown over the years. And Chad and James and I, and I know it's Chad's yeah. favorite. We love it's, it's, it, but it's, it's Scrooge is a bastard child. Yeah, it is my favorite. It really is. It was like a, it was a commercial success here in Australia as well, and it it, and I think it's a beloved film. You know, we've had it out countless times on DVD and Blu-ray, and it used to air on TV. It's just like maybe the rest of the world kind of didn't get it, and the key talent mm. involved with it didn't know that what that actually created. I think it was so different from any of their perceived visions of what it was going to be that they couldn't appreciate it as its own thing. It's just. It's an odd duck and it's a beautiful odd duck. I also kind of feel like it gained its audience the same way A Nightmare Before Christmas did. It was a few years after the fact and they're both dark movies. And I guess we just sort of gravitated towards that type of Christmas movie. Yeah. Do you remember the, 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 uh, the Annie Lennox, the single, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, was it It El Green and Annie Lennox? It was like a number one hit for like weeks. It was on the radio. I could remember. I could remember riding in my mom's car, and it was on all the time. And I actually saw that movie in the theater and loved it because I was a Ghostbusters fan, big Bill Murray. Yes. Yeah. So it is. It is my favorite Christmas movie of all time, bar none. And I will say that uh, you know, and and Jared should be disappointed that he did. He forgot to mention the the uh, superb acting talent of Buddy Hackett and Jamie Farr. Yes, true. Very true. (laughs) Jamie Farr, incredible. Also, one of the best uh, movie quotes of all time. Bitch hit me with a toaster. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> now, before we throw to our first song of the show, does anyone want to take a crack at um, giving Newsly a plug? <laughs> no? No? Who's, who's been paying attention to the show is the question. Are, are you able to take the Newsly app right and get it to read you what <laughs> films have been added to the letterbox? <laughs> Could it do that? <laughs> That'd be that good. would be good. That would be great. But um, <laughs> how about how about you, Chloe? Do you want to give it a crack? It's really good, and <laughs> you, should have, you should use it because it's really good. 
Have another drink. Watch your kids. <laughs> so, please do listen to us on Newsly. It is the super app that uh, that curates your news according to your tastes and takes all the top trending news articles from around the world and funnels them into your phone for your ear holes and it reads them all back to you in a natural human voice. And if you want to give the premium service uh, a month of uh, free trial, use our exclusive code MONDAY without the O-M-N-D-A-Y and you'll get a free month of premium. So there you go, Newsly. And um, yeah, I should just say, like, thank you to Newsly because if you go to their app, you'll notice that they have us listed at the top of their uh, their featured podcast. So um, we do appreciate what they do for us as well. There we go. That wasn't so hard, was it? <laughs> no. That's You're great. a natural, gonna... Glenn. It's always <laughs> as if you have this written down in front of you. I do not. I don't do the Newsly scripted anymore, sir. Disco So that was a, a shortened remix of a classic uh, song called Disco Christmas by the Universal Robot Band. And if you're watching this video, then you would have been treated to a montage of classic Christmas fails and uh, you're welcome. So Boneheads, how are you guys holding up? 
Doing all right? Okay, I'm just jealous that you guys get a drink cart on Friday afternoon. <laughs> you have There's to relocate. No We've got universities here. You have to. I'm willing. <laughs> Let's see if you guys can muster up the energy to reel off some Christmas recommendations. Let's do this in a reverse order than what we would normally do. Which, um, Chad, I apologize. That means you're still stuck in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> so, James, James, give us your best, mate. What's your Christmas recommendation? Yeah, now, Jared, I, I was. Jared, watch how a professional does this. Go, James. <laughs> I was thinking, of course, about you know the the classic Lifetime film, uh, Grumpy Cat Christmas, but I I, I decided not to go with that. <laughs> he he has and, a copy. Yeah, I, I, it's Glenn, it's a gift. He's given us giving. all copies, Glenn. We all have <laughs> copies of those damn. We movies. all have copies of that and the Go Bot movie because of James Thomas. <laughs> Listen, I keep waiting for you to finally make your big screen adaptation of GoBots and knock that Michael Bay fella out. It'll anyway. still be better than the shit that Michael Bay gave us. Yes, my GoBot um, movie would be better than Michael Bay's. <laughs> and, and honestly, if I was doing this, even and I thought, oh, nobody talks about Office Christmas Party anymore, but I'm not going to do that one either. I'm going to go with the cliche um, of of uh, a film that I only recently learned. See, I told you, Joe, you wanted an He's example. Named four here's another, here's fucking um, movies. None of them are his pick. <laughs> By the way, that shows you the issue with uh, American school system. I named two. <laughs> I named two. <laughs> four. Four. Four By the way. And that's why you don't get the Friday afternoon drink party. <laughs> Friday. I think you and I could drink. This is fine. You're fine. By the way, Glenn. This is why we appreciate you waking us up at 2 a.m. because at least we drink coffee and we're able to tolerate this shit now. <laughs> no, I, I, I only recently learned that this film actually is considered a re-adaptation of A Christmas Carol, uh, and it was reinterpreted in 1940-something, 42, 43. Actually, self-published in 1943, finally officially published in 1944, as he worked The Greatest Gift. But it was remade by some upstart called Frank Capra into the movie It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, and I only recently realized that that was somebody trying to update Dickens' Christmas Carol into the 20th century. Uh, and so The Greatest Gift is the short, it was originally only 22 pages. They expanded it when it got published. But, and I, I didn't know that it wasn't originally George Bailey. It was George Pratt. Um, <laughs> there you go. And there never was an angel. He was only referred to as the stranger, which if you're a big fan of Mark Twain, means something completely different. Um, but it's, uh, I think... A, I, it was my father's favorite Christmas movie. I think because in America it wasn't copyrighted correctly, so every net, network played it constantly. And it was unless there was a basketball game on, uh, that's what showed it in my house. And I didn't appreciate it as a kid. It was like, "Hi, oh, Dad's watching it again." But as I've gotten older, going back to that conversation, it's one of those things where I'm like, "Okay, I get it now. I get it a little bit better now." It is uh, so. I it's a cliche answer, but it's a wonderful life. If you've never seen it, it's something you probably should check out. Uh, and if you watch, it's a wonderful life, and still think, yeah, he probably should have <laughs> threw himself off the bridge. You're a terrible person, Chloe. You got to add this one to your list. Oh my list. god, Chloe! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never seen this one, and I do. I do know what, what you react to, Chloe, and I think you would love it. I think I it's really good. It's really good. 
Yeah. I didn't see it until my twenties. If if you've never seen it, watch it and then uh go on YouTube or what have you and Google the Saturday Night Live version, <laughs> which has the real ending where it turns out that old man Potter, quote unquote, isn't even a cripple. And then they beat him down. Uh, it ends with, and you've got Phil Hartman's in that skit. It's great. Uh, it's, he's not even a cripple. And they literally just start punching. Or, it's or a great, great. Better movie. yet, you could, uh, instead of doing that, you could hit up YouTube and watch the sequel, Clarence, with Robert Carradine. <laughs> Did you know that exists? No. no, and you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say I don't need to. Henry <laughs> <laughs> Carradine, with the exception of one, and I'll let you guess which one, was born to look like they were already 107 years old. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Thank you. I reckon that's a great, that's a great film. Do you, what do you make of the colorized version of that? Uh, Joe, you want to do the line of of what uh, um, to quote Orson Welles to quote Orson Welles talking about Citizen Kane in the eighties to Ted Turner? You tell Ted Turner to keep his goddamn Crayolas away from my fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, there you go. Black and white's fine. It's of the time. Enjoy it. I don't ever want to see Seven Seal colorized. It's fine the way it is. Enjoy Thank the film you. as it was made. Chad. Well, they no... did colorize the Seven Seal, but they called it a Bill and Ted, right? It's Bill and Ted's uh... <laughs> Bogus Journey, which is the yeah. only way that had yeah. more. That was not only colorized; it also provided color commentary. Yeah. <laughs> a um, a sandwich cannot be delicious without a middle ingredient, and Chad, that is you, my friend. You're the Yuck. you're the middle ingredient in this bonehead sandwich. Would you like to Why take is there it so much that's, mayo that's, that's, on it? Yeah, there's a lot. There is a lot of white, creamy. Sandwich dressing. I think we discussed when we uh, when we talked to uh, Martin Henderson. It's actually it's a Chad sandwich. Ah, the sandwich yeah. is named after the meat. Yeah, Damn straight. Right. <laughs> Why is there so much gristle? And that. <laughs> I'm just oh. for so little hair. I have true. I have. We have eating shit. Go ahead, Chad. I have seen more hair on a peanut butter sandwich. The only hair on this face is the ones in my ears. <laughs> There's an abundance of it. <laughs> um, no, I admittedly, uh, and this, I don't know if I've mentioned to you all before, but I am admittedly not a huge Christmas movie fan. I've never really, Joe and James know this. I just, I've never been one to really delve into them. It's, it's too schmaltzy. I just, I have a hard time getting into that uh, environment, which is why Scrooge is one of my favorite, is my favorite Christmas movie of all time. So when it comes to my Christmas movies, I tend to go into another direction. And um, yeah. uh, And this movie, I actually just discovered uh, this past summer. I watched a Christmas movie in the summer. (laughs) <laughs> well, um, welcome to our world <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, of course they're and, drunk on friday afternoon <laughs> and it was a hallmark <laughs> channel movie because they show those 24 7 <laughs> i know glenn loves you like hallmark movies right glenn if i'm not mistaken uh ben is the one you want to talk to about that oh ben, well him. i know ben ben's the rom-com fan which <laughs> We're in every we're in every genre fan. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But uh, I I uh, I discovered this this summer, and 
I went in anticipating that I was going to like it, and I didn't realize how much I would love it. Fat Man. You son of a bitch, oh. you stole mine. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't think anybody would pick this one. I certainly did. That's enjoyable. okay. It just I makes the it. show a bit shorter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which has the best tagline for a Christmas movie ever. Tis the season to get even. I just, you know, any movie, any Christmas movie that has that as the, as the slogan, you have to watch it. No, it's a it's Mel Gibson as Santa Claus. He 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 actually it actually portrayed him as just a, a regular schlub who goes to the bar, drinks his I think whiskey and a, a thing of Alka Seltzer every morning <clears throat> to get going, and it's just him trying to struggle with his business. And all of a sudden, there's this little kid who did not get what he wanted for Christmas, so he hires a hitman. He's a spoiled rich brat, yeah, a spoiled rich brat who. Uh, hires walter goggins of all people walter goggins one of the most walton 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 did i say walter i yes. do that every time <laughs> damn drink cart have came it. to your house <laughs> <laughs> oh, i have it right here on my script and i still said walter did you say me pop past uh, the coffee's wearing off, or James just sucked all the caffeine out of me. But like, is... but, uh, it's a bit like um, it's a. I I was gonna compare it to like the new movie Violent Night with David Harbour is like Die Hard with Santa Claus, and this one Fat Man feels like Die Hard Two with Santa Claus, and they both occupy a world where everybody actually does know that Santa Claus exists. Yeah, and it's just that Mel Gibson Santa Claus is having a rough time because there's too many kids misbehaving and the the productivity's down. Yeah, great and, concept and he's just cool. so he's and he's so grumpy he doesn't he he just he doesn't want to be there and then and then he has to deal with this assassin and and the the battle the i don't want to spoil too much but the ending where yeah. they they finally confront each other is amazing I, I just love yeah i love this movie and i i watched this and then i watched uh matt reeves batman and i'm glad i enjoy i'm glad i watched this first because i would have just been too drained <laughs> <laughs> to enjoy it after watching after watching that movie. <laughs> so, yeah, well, there I you go. You've about... saved me the time. I mean, I've wasted time watching Fat Man, but you know, you saved me the time talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> but that leaves us with Sloppy Joe. So, serve us up a helping of Christmas goodness, mate. Well, okay. So, actually, I, there's so many great Christmas movies. Actually, my favorite thing to watch at Christmas is Mickey's Christmas Carol, but we don't. It's more of a short that's my favorite version of a christmas carol that and alistair sims ones but actually i want to talk about a movie that i think we should go back and revisit that a lot of people shit on and there's a lot of good reasons why but i introduced this to my son the other day and i think the polar express is almost too damn weird to live <laughs> i want you to go back and rewatch it and if you thought oh my god the animation's odd why are this it is a bizarre movie. That, how did it even get made? First of all, it's directed by Robert Zemeckis based on the famous book. Tom Hanks plays 46,752 characters in the movie. But <laughs> it's basically based on Rotoscope, which Disney did in the 40s with animation and its performance capture. And it's kind of, is it the first completely performance capture film? I don't remember for every yeah, character. Yeah, I think so. I think that's the first one. And there's because even if you... to, it was supposed to re it was supposed to to change right. movie filming yeah. 
and I watched it in the theater in 3D, and it was, it was an enjoyable experience. And then a lot of people over the years have shit on it, and I had to rewatch it again, like I said last week. And I just, it's so odd the way the characters act, the way the dialogue, the way they interact. It's a very adult film. And I like and, it a lot. And I, I don't know, Glenn, that I love it, but I think people <laughs> should go back and revisit it because it's so, especially us as the film community, because we've shit on it for so many years. It's my dad's favorite. The, would you say? It's my dad's favorite Christmas movie. Is it really? Yeah, That's it's his favorite. There's a great yeah. joke. There's a great joke in Chip and Dale, the Rescue Ranger movie that came out on Disney Plus this year about that animation. There's a whole character played by Seth, uh, whatever his name is, about, I just don't know where to look with the eyes. And I was rewatching it after <laughs> watching the movie. Yeah. The, and we got to watch it in the theater. There's a historic theater at the, it's called the Kentucky Theater. It's the oldest theater in Kentucky, and it's in Lexington. Still open, still operating, barely by a thread, but God bless him. <laughs> it's beautiful. And I was watching it there with my son and having a good time. And I couldn't stop giggling because of the just the eyes, and they never got the direction <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah, they are weird. <laughs> it's so weird, and, they were, yeah. and I started thinking of this Chippendale movie I was watching. But I think we should go back and watch it because it's just a bizarre little movie. It just, it's kind of dark. Where, yes, where does it fall on your list of Eddie D's and movies? I was about to say that you <laughs> son you, of a bitch. Would you, where would where would that rank? Okay, probably in the top three. <laughs> However. Not the best Eddie D's in performance. How Chad, what is one of the best podcasts? Not to give a shout out, but to the late Gilbert Godfrey. Oh, Gilbert God's Gilbert Godfrey's amazing colossal podcast. If you're an Eddie Deason fan, check out that episode of it. It's a fantastic episode. I believe it. that Eddie Deason's best performance was at a nursing home that has since put him in jail. <laughs> Well, you know, there's limits to all things. Now, that being said, if you've never seen a Polar Express, to put yourself in the right mind uh, frame of mind, I recommend checking out Dummies. a Junkies Christmas, a Junkies Christmas, and then flow right into Polar Express. I say you do. I say you have a gummy or some sort of THC. However, you ingest. <laughs> Whatever. Kind of like whatever. if you start the Rolling Stones album at the same time of Polar Express, it kind of like meshes together like that. No, I, I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> no, but I like where you're going with this. <laughs> Excuse me, the drink cart. <laughs> uh, thank you to the three of you boneheads. Uh, give yourselves a bit of a plug. Who wants to uh, plug yourself, Joe? <laughs> he doesn't. It's why, it's why he's not Is allowed to Starbucks anymore. Here's what's funny. Wait, wait, wait. Keep... Here you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you bring that back. <laughs> Once you get past, past the pink phallus, check us out, Bonehead Weekly, on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. In fact, we just got added to Amazon Music for some odd reason. I hadn't bothered to do that. I really should have been doing that for the last two years. Check Bonehead Weekly out wherever you get your podcast. Did you just call me a pink phallus? <laughs> no, sir. I call no, you said, a regular you dick. Past that, once you get past that, and we'll never be past you. <laughs> awesome. I, my counselor so my, has told me repeatedly. In, what I'm looking at, you're literally ramming your head in the Ben's bald head, <laughs> and I have never been more stimulated. Well, hey there, hey there, guys. It's Brian Bremer from Pumpkinhead Society, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night Five, Permanent rectify a bunch of other things. 
Pumpkinhead and I, Pumpkinhead and I just wanted to stop in this morning to wish you all a very, very Merry Christmas to, to Glenn, Melzy, and Ben. Thank you so much for having me on the show, and I can't wait to meet you guys all in person. And to all the film lovers out there, uh, I hope you have a warm, wonderful, joyful holiday season, and next year brings you all the desires in your heart. Pardon me, it's early, that's why I'm slurring, I'm not drunk. Merry Christmas, everybody, and happy holidays. Brian Bremer, what a delightful man and a wonderful guest. Um, Christmas isn't over yet, so everybody that's listening or watching, like, there's still plenty of time to go and watch Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 5. Am I right, Malzy? Oh, yeah. And, you know, people, like, roll their eyes and scoff when you talk about a Part 5 of a franchise, but, like, back me up, Malzy. Like, Silent Night, Deadly Night 5 is a beauty. No, it's a fucking banger. Like, yes. it is so good. Toys, I noticed... bloody! Oh. <laughs> I noticed one of the um one of the major horror publications in America just did an article on why it's one of the most underrated Christmas horror films ever made. So really, and you heard it to, from the man. Like, heard, Brian they must have heard great. our interview. Yes, and Boneheads, <laughs> did you get to hang out with him at Scarefest? Yes. Yeah, he was uh, oh. when we did trivia. He was at the table next to me. I'd never met him before. Oh. He was at the table next to me. So we oh, were God. doing trivia. And it, we were supposed to blow it up because, and we, there's a person who goes, his name's Jake Gobold, and he goes to Scarefest every year, and he's one of the Uber fans. And he listens he to the show. Yeah, he's he a hundred percent killed me, and but I would just scream out, "I hate your goddamn guts, Jake Gobold!" in the middle of the crowd, and it was everybody's <laughs> drunk. And Mick Strong, the production designer, Nightmare on Elm Street three and four, had his hand down my shirt. It was a great time. <laughs> great time. <laughs> Chloe, I see your look. The picture. I need are on to Facebook. attend. Yeah. I need you. You would blow right by this clitoris. <laughs> I, I literally, 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 literally. Yeah, Joe, you just completely right just. Actually, Chad, I think it was slightly funnier that I screwed it up. And then you fucked it up. <laughs> I, I gave you this Christmas present and you just bloody loved it. Hey, uh, Listen, good Melissa, you're not the first person to tell me about that. Good Movie Monday <laughs> trip is in order. I think we should all get ourselves over to Scarefest and have some yeah. fun. Hell yes. Um, so, hey Glenn, uh, back yeah. to one of your comments about people shitting on movies that when you talk about a movie with part five, if anybody yeah. ever chastises me for mentioning one of the best movies of all time, Police Academy, part five, assignment Miami Beach, I will it's stab the them best in the Police eye. Academy. It is <laughs> well, I, I reckon it's I thought it was this, maybe the second best because I thought number three was the best, but then part five grows on you, man. Like it is no. I mean, who else what? like ha- have Dork written on you in sunscreen? It's just hilarious. Yep. How could you? Janet, how could Janet you say Jones? back in training is better than assignment Miami Beach? What's wrong with you? <laughs> because I've seen it. <laughs> yes, Police Academy three all the way. Yeah. Oh no! This is outrageous. Insane. Yes. This is this is a we've opened up a rift in the Good Movie Monday team. <laughs> Trips cancelled, guys. Trips cancelled. Well, we've opened up a rift about literally something really stupid. <laughs> Fucking yeah, hell. All right. I, I prefer yeah. Citizens on Patrol to back in training. There, come at me. <laughs> but, no, but Citizens on I Patrol al- is every 14 I also year old love favorite. four. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's get back to our final round of recommendations. And Chloe, we're going to start with you. Have you even had a chance to watch any Christmas movies this year? Excuse me. Give me some credit. Um, <laughs> yes, I did. I watched a movie today, actually. And- <laughs> I sat down 
I flicked through all of my streaming services to see which spoke to me the most. And it was all about being in the moment and trying to decide what's going to be best for my recommendation. And um, I think I picked a pretty bloody good <laughs> not grumpy cats. I'm sorry. No. No, I'm so sorry. James, was it the Mariah Carey Christmas? Does it love the Coopers? <laughs> you got that in last year, mate. I know. And Every year. year. Yep. Every year. <laughs> I mean, it had to speak to me on a level that was both so <laughs> disgustingly cringy, but also that I could sit through at the same time. <laughs> she talking about a conversation with us? Yeah. <laughs> I'll Literally. get to that later. Um, so ultimately, I had a few on my list. You know, I had um, Christmas with the Cranks. I had the Christmas Chronicles, but ultimately I went with the night before Christmas night, like K-N-I-G-H-T. Um, and this one stars Vanessa Hudgens. Um, and a, on, is a this a recommendation? White House. It is a recommendation and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. I'm going to tell you why. So, as Joe pointed out, I am a little bit younger than, than most of us here. And we oh, come as, from a generation. As pointed out this week, <laughs> might I add, apparently I mean... Chloe looked just like me when I didn't look like this, which I then came to find out was when I was younger. <laughs> I'm taking it as a compliment from then, my end. Okay, you know, I was kind of like, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> so. I mean, I come from a generation where Netflix and chill is like kind of a thing, even though I've never kind of really gotten movies? into that. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is a Netflix movie, so obviously it's not like five stars. Um, but basically, a 14th century night time travels back to 2000 and tra- time travels forward <laughs> to 2019. <laughs> Literally and- drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and um Unless you know going back. gets gets hit by Vanessa Hudgens' car because she's a really good driver. And then he just basically bunks down with her because she's okay with just letting like a like a weird stranger into her house. Is he played I'm by sure Jean Renault? Really I've seen this before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a guy called Josh Whitehouse, who's my age but looks like he's 20, the dick. Um anyway. <laughs> It's got some really cute writing. It, it it's 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 fun, you know. <laughs> Definitely one to put on if you just want to just bump up Lee's on the couch and don't really want to pay attention <laughs> to it. But, you know, it's, it's uh, not gonna win any awards, but you know, it's it's a fun time, guys. Sounds a lot like the kind of movie you would give Ben and I shit for talking about on our regular episodes. Not at all. Not at all. I don't think Absolutely it's, it's not. got Vanessa Hudgens in it. It sounds like a total Chloe movie. Um, yeah, look, I've not watched anything with her since High School Musical. Everyone shut up. Thank you. Shut up. Um, you never saw Thunderbirds? <laughs> no. She's she's great in Spring Breakers, actually. Really good. Yeah. Oh, actually, I have yeah. seen that. Yeah. I have seen and that. And Frozen yeah. Ground. Yes. I do, I I do like that, that you preface the synopsis by saying that being a Netflix movie, it's not necessarily five stars, which <laughs> yeah. makes me wonder... Where does Hallmark sit on the rating system? <laughs> if, if Netflix is not fun, maybe three and a half. 
Where does that put Hallmark on the uh, <laughs> rating scale? A solid I mean, two. I mean, <laughs> I want to be good friends with Ben, so <laughs> do you want to take this one? <laughs> yeah, Hallmark, Hallmark is I a agree. solid two, but you you know you know that going into it. That's true. Yeah. You get like Boone. Like you know what you're gonna you know what you're reading. Yeah. You know hang on, hang first. On. Yeah. What is it, Chloe, that you're reading on your tablet? Huh? No, you've been reading something on your tablet. Isn't it like pulpy sex novels? Oh, oh. my candle. Yes. <laughs> Don't tell all my secrets. <laughs> no, but like you, you haven't a dig at all. A more. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with smutty romance novels, and you shut your mouth. <laughs> and likewise, there is nothing wrong with good sappy Hallmark movies. That's, like exactly. I would love, I would love for Hallmark and Cinemax to do like a crossover, where they yes. do like the sexy Hallmark movies. I'd it's watch that. Porn, Ben. That would the be night a after Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see Candace Cameron Berg get her kid off. There was uh... <laughs> well, that killed her. Uh, no <laughs> one, no one has ever said that before. No, actually, there's a good opening now, probably for Laurie Lachlan, because she's probably not getting all those Hallmark roles anymore. So maybe this is the right. Hit. I prefer, I prefer yeah. Kimmy Gibbler. <laughs> <laughs> you prefer Kimmy Gibbler to Laurie Lachlan? No, I don't. That was a joke. Do not take a soundbite. Do not take a soundbite. <laughs> Oddly enough, though, there was a collection of horror stories that were done. I think it was called Halldark instead of Hallmark. See, they they did well, Halldark Hall uh... and it was let's take these sappy Hallmark films and just all of a sudden throw monsters in them and see what happens. And that was well, the that, premise. And they did an entire short story collection on it. So right there, now there's, it there's the Hallmark and the crime channel are doing it. Like a, they have the the Hallmark crime movies, mystery one Oh one. That series. They've been around the... forever, Ben. I used to watch those on TV, the midday <laughs> movies. They're brilliant. She's 15, so she knows it's been around <laughs> forever. But, by the way, that's actually why I do have to give credit to Grumpy Cat Christmas. This was originally aired on Lifetime, and it was the only movie you could oh watch on God. Lifetime that was not about, oh, you know, like she slept with death or something yeah. like that. It was the only positive film that Lifetime made that wasn't about, let's watch a woman get tortured for an hour and 20 minutes, and then she'll make a comeback, or she'll get out, or something. James, <laughs> define positive. <laughs> compared to... Compared to I the, will. Compared to rape weekly. and death... <laughs> compared to rape and death, a cat shooting a Tommy gun halfway through a movie is positive. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Uh Malzi, it's time for you to wreak havoc. Have you gone like the, the expected horror route or are you uh you going going for a, a gooey festive treat? No, but you've done I... Christmas with the Campbells. I'm gonna be pissed, Malzi, just so you know. <laughs> no, no, I haven't I have not watched that. I'm sure it's amazing, but um <laughs> but I love I do love I had to laugh at myself then how I'm going ah, about Chloe's recommendation. I'm like ah and then I'm like, really if we got down to it. Many of us would know that 100% my actual favourite Christmas movie is Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 5. So it's, you know, it, it's very big of me to be sitting here going, ah, oh, Vanessa Hudgens, blah, 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 <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I'm going very off-brand today because I'm not just going to come on here and always talk about the same thing. So um, the other night I was watching... The Muppet Christmas Carol with my son. And 
seen it many, many times before, so I'm jumping on the Christmas Carol bandwagon. But um, but fuck, it's so good. It's so fucking good. This is one of the ones that my mum would put on every single year, and I've always enjoyed it. But seeing how much my son who's four responded to it this year he like I had to go off and have a shower or something I came back he watched the entire thing and I was asking him about it afterwards and he was like he really loved it and so it came out in 1992 Michael how long was your shower you watched an entire hour and a half movie while you were in I had to go and have a quick shower and I came back and and he was like Well, you know, he's four, so it's pretty impressive. Well, do you, you know, do like, you want to tell um, do you want to tell Joe that other tradition that Aussies do? They uh, they crack a beer in the shower. Sure the old beer, shower the beers, shower beer, yeah. the yeah. shower beer. Yeah. That's a universal thing, isn't it? That is a universal. thing. I think it I think, is. Yeah, I think Chad, James, and I are too old. I think it's a generation below us because gotcha. I work with them, and they'll they'll send pictures of each other back and forth of like what, in, in the, the shower, shower drinking beer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it started with you and made its way across the pond. I'd say during our time, it was just methadone in the shower, and then (laughs) methadone is an outdated drug now, which is a shame. What about the shower beer carts? That could be a new one. I would be great with that. Sell it on Etsy. Friday night shower beer cart. You could have that Halloween costume from Karate Kid with the shower on it and just wheel it around. (laughs) <laughs> so you need to make one of those out of molded plastic so you can and like with suction cups so you can actually just stick it in the shower and make sure it's stocked at all times well, a bit like your flashlight you know, yeah. o- oddly enough you all were talking about this and my Literally it made me subject. think my wife has for a long time been trying to introduce me to toast in in the shower she throws <laughs> a toaster in <laughs> I've been sitting here waiting for a point to jump in and make that joke, and James stole from me. (laughs) In all honesty, my my wife is showing up to throw toasters in your shower, too. (laughs) You gotta do shower beers and cheesels. Do you have cheesels in America? Are you the hell is a cheesel? It's a a cheese. Is it a cheese weasel? Please tell me there's an animal. <laughs> it's got a packet. And it's blue. Trust <laughs> me. Ben, Ben, cheesels in the shower. Trust me. I have never, I have never tried the... cheesels in the shower, but I am desperate to do so. Trust <laughs> me. It's just, I can't believe that my, my, my Christmassy background is... Decided that the cheesels packet is not betraying you. Yeah. Well, every once in a while, I'm like Ben. Why do you have a huge? Why are you trying? Why? Why is this yellow penis? Uh, <laughs> I almost forgot what I was going to say. Ring. No, that's <laughs> friend baby Huey. It's three fifty a.m. here. Uh, sorry. Do you, um, Melzy? Do you have anything else to add for that one? Um. So, uh, I mean, just 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 watch it. Sorry, I'm just gonna. <laughs> Go away. Um, so it's a 30 year anniversary and the extended cut has just come out on Disney Plus. So it's got the song that was deemed to be too sad in an extremely pretty, you know, somber movie. Um, and that's back in it. So that's a, you know, real uplifting treat, but it is very nice. So um, yeah, do yourself a Molly Melton. To Glenn and Ben and everyone at Good Movie Monday, you guys are awesome. I listen to you a lot. 
on my car trips, road trips, everything to get in touch with the movie scene. So keep it up and happy new year to everyone. Have a safe travels and happy Christmas. Woo. So if you're listening to this episode and not actually watching it, that was the voice of Richard Hughes, who is uh, he's one of another awesome guest we've had on the show. He was on a couple of months back and he is the Aussie director who lives in Melbourne and his recent movie was The Enforcer with Antonio Banderas. So um, thank you to him for not only being on the show, but for sending that little message. And that brings us to the final leg of the show, everybody. Let's, um, let's cap off this episode with some Christmas trivia. And I think amongst all of us, I'm the only one that gets excited about the trivia. So <laughs> <laughs> I thank did on you. the last one. I actually did well on the Christmas horror. <laughs> you did. Time. Well, thank you for indulging me. I mean, <laughs> when it comes to our TikTok uh, channel, these are the videos that go off the most, the trivia. People like to try to answer them, which I never understand because the answer is always at the end of the video, but they go into the comments before the video finishes and try to guess anyway. But um. <laughs> Anyway, so I'm going to ask everybody, um, it's an all-in, your names are your buzzers, so just call out your name, uh, six questions, and we'll see how we go. Um, although, uh, yeah, let's just start with that. Lost my train of thought. So, number one, <laughs> the title of a 2016 Christmas movie starring Michael Shannon was a tribute to It's a Wonderful Life. What was the movie? Jared. The, Jared. the, night, be- the night before? Nope. Oh, well, I, Michael I Shannon was in that one. Sorry? He <laughs> was in that one. Yeah. <laughs> Who I came in next, Joe? I just want Ben to answer. I was being a smart ass. Sorry. <laughs> Anyone know? It was Pottersville. Yes. It was in my oh. Netflix list for years. Never got there. <laughs> Same here. Same here. It was in mine too. So, second one. The name of the new holiday that John Lithgow's character creates in Santa Claus the movie is called what? He invents a new holiday. Chloe. Chloe. Christmas 2? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Electric Boogaloo. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's taken uh, some material off Ben's desk. (laughs) (laughs) Number three. The Shop Around the Corner starring James Stewart and Margaret Sullivan is set in which European city? Ben? Ben. Are you sure? Is it (laughs) Budapest? Yes, it is. Now that you've got that background, we can't really see if you're a Googling. I mean, not no, that no, makes any no, difference. You can see, you can see, you can see the, <laughs> it's, am Stop I Googling? Googling am man. I masturbating? Yes. <laughs> Everyone has to decide that for themselves. They're not usually exclusive. Number four. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the lead actor in the 2020 Netflix movie Jingle Jangle? <laughs> it was a big Christmas movie. I know. I couldn't make my way through it. <laughs> Who was it? heard of it? I'd be very disappointed if it's not Gary Busey. <laughs> no one. Uh, no. It, was, it was Forrest Whitaker. Oh damn it! That was not It's a huge. It's a huge movie. Okay, <laughs> up there with the Last King of Scotland, I think, is it not? When people talk <laughs> Forrest Whitaker, they talk... <laughs> both, both have cannibalism. Times at Richmond High. Yeah. <laughs> that or Battlefield Earth, you know, never. Know. And the Crying Game. Yeah. <laughs> All cats. Are we just naming are we just naming Forrest Whitaker yeah. movie now? <laughs> Rogue one. Bonus point. <laughs> Number five. Game. 
outside of the Home Alone series, what Christmas movie did Macaulay Culkin star in? Party Monster. No. Got to say your name, Ben. <laughs> I can only say my name if I've got an idea of the correct answer. The director made other movies like Dirty Dancing and Chances Are and Sister Act and Three Men and a Little Lady. They're all good movies. Yeah, but this one isn't. <laughs> no. The Nutcracker. Hey, isn't, uh... Oh, yes. The Nutcracker. Never saw isn't it. Isn't Uncle Buck a Christmas movie? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I thought it was. Is it? Yeah. Because if it is, I am watching it tomorrow. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I'm dual it's rewinding. snowing and stuff. I assume it's Christmas, <laughs> yeah. It takes All place right. during the winter, but I don't know if it takes place. I don't know if it's Christmas. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Number six, final question. Henry Winkler directed which 1986 Christmas movie starring Dolly Parton? <laughs> I should know James this. Just because I want it to be, it doesn't exist, but I really want it to be a very rhinestone Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you're not, you're not far off it. Is it, is it that could be a thing. Is it the it very was... busty adventures of Mrs. Claw? <laughs> <laughs> it was a Smoky Mountain Christmas. Of course, uh, it was. Yes. So there we literally live two hours away from the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee. <laughs> That's how shitty we are about this. I apologize. <laughs> if you would have asked five other Kentuckians, they would have got that. They would have known it. They could have. You, um, you guys have Smoky Mountain Christmas and we had the Nicole Kidman classic Bush Christmas. Mm. <laughs> and when I hear Bush Christmas, I'm thinking Merkins. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and there we go. Well, that was um. Yeah. I did I did that not only for my own shits and giggles, but that's also some content for our TikTok uh, channel. So thank you for indulging me. Almost at the end of the show, but let's name some of our favorite films before we do. We'll do a bit of a whip around. Ben, I'll save you and I for last, <clears throat> and we'll start with Guillermo because this is where he did record us a message, and we'll just find out what he had to say. What's happening, everyone? Um, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy New Year, Happy Vacation Time, Happy Holidays, Happy December. January period, happy, whatever you like, really, as long as you're happy. Uh, favorite film of the year. This is a really tough one. I, I really, I really have trouble trying to f pick one film from any list, really. Someone's like, best war film. I'm like, uh, um, so I'm going to say that it took me a bit, but I managed to whittle it down to, I think, Everything everywhere all at once. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent on that. I feel like I might change my mind as soon as this is over. But everything everywhere all at once. Perfect balance of heart, sci-fi, martial arts, indie blockbuster. I think it it really stood out this year. Um, but I did write a list of some other films that I think were good contenders for me. That I that I don't know. They could swap places with everything where all at once. Uh, we'll see. The Northman. Top Gun Maverick, Michael Bay's Ambulance, Nope, All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, I, I even loved The Batman and Elvis. There's just, a, there was a good number of films this year. So, but I'm going to say everything, everywhere, all at once as my pick. And I've still yet to see some other films too. I've, I've got The Fablemans, that's next week. I haven't seen Avatar 2 yet. But yeah, okay. I, I dare say that Guillermo went on a little bit longer than what we're going to. So <laughs> thank you to Guillermo. Hope you have a Merry Christmas, mate. Jarrett, you're up first. Um, movie of the year at this point in time. 
Probably the black phone, to be honest. Mm. Uh, it's, it's been a tough year for films. Like I, you know, I've seen some good things, but I've seen a lot of average things, but the black phones up there and probably barbarian, strangely genre films are like yeah. top of my list this year. More than, or you know, I typically don't, yeah. I don't know if yeah, you saw a good run. I don't know if you saw yeah. Ben and I did a video last week, just sort of um, brainstorming the great films of the year and, it's mostly genre films like um, yeah, Black Phone yeah. and Barbarian are right up there. They're probably yeah. both going to be in my top five for sure. Yeah, uh, definitely. Black um, Black Phone uh, was the first movie in over twenty years that actually made me scream out loud. Scared me, <laughs> legit scared. Awesome. I mean, it it was yeah. I I I was actually down here. Everybody was asleep upstairs. I put, actually slammed my hand into my mouth because I was afraid I was going <laughs> to wake everybody up. That's awesome. That's really awesome. So good. Loved it. Melzi, uh, you're next. What's uh, yours? Um, so probably, I mean, I'm not saying it's the absolute best, but probably my, my highlight in a cinema or oh, apart from Friday 3D, oh my God, that was, that was a fucking highlight in a cinema, but, um, spiritual but, experience. Oh, it was so good. But otherwise, um, I uh, smiled. Oh, I smile. went by myself. I... I shouldn't say this in the workplace walls, but I was pretty pissed off with work and I was just like, stuff it. Everybody else has got appointments. I've got an appointment too to go <laughs> at 4.20 to like the special cinema with the big screen and the, and the you know, whatever audio. And I went there by myself. I hope it was Dolby was, Atmos. <laughs> and I sat there and I'm just like, how fucking good is this? And then like 10 minutes in, I'm like, oh, Oh my god! Oh my god! There were like these teenagers, like teenage girls, in the back, and you know, like we all know, teenagers can be a bit annoying. And but they were doing exactly what I was doing, like the nervous laughing, laughing after you know moments, and and like uh, it was so good. But probably why it affected me so much and was so critical is I didn't watch, I don't watch trailers, and I didn't see the trailer. And so yes, that is my big tip. Just awesome. fucking go and see it. Do not watch a trailer. Yeah, awesome. Chloe, you're up. Um, I was going to say Barbarian, even though I haven't seen it, because it's just... <laughs> just <'cause> long. <laughs> yeah. I got to stay true to myself. You know, I got to yeah. stay true. Um, but one, I'll give a recommendation that I have seen and I was able to see with my children. We have, um, you've probably heard if you've listened to the podcast, we have this cinema where I live, where um, it's really kid-friendly. It's got a slide, it's got matchbooks cars, it's got colouring pages, bean bags. It's just, it's super fun to go to the cinemas with your kids there and we saw bad guys and I really enjoyed it. The animation was just, it was just awesome and we all just had a really great time. It was a great movie-going experience for us. So I'm going to say, apart from Barbarian, um, for my J-Lo, um, I'm going to go bad guys. <laughs> Awesome. What man. about this one, Chloe? <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Oh, so good. So good. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to find that for months. You have know, no I, idea and you've just made my it night. just to watch it. And oh, it was like, it was good. Night. Yeah. Oh we really might, good. let's have a movie night over the summer and we'll, uh, we'll all watch mm, it. Definitely. All righty. We're up to Joe. Well, so I'm, I liked Smile. Chad didn't care for Smile. Barbarian was good, but it was just a, as you guys say, banger year for horror films. For some odd reason, there was just one, even the ones that weren't great, like I can say, 
I wasn't particularly thought the new Hellraiser was fantastic, but the the third act and it was just something different and it combined. I don't know. I just there wasn't anything that sucked too bad. But you guys haven't mentioned a horror film that I that I think is on Hulu here, but Fresh. We mentioned we mentioned it on that. Thursday night's video. Yeah, it was great. So oh. I do want to give a I don't I unfortunately, and I was sitting here going back going I don't. There was not a favorite movie of mine this year. And come on, come on, come on, hang on a second. What? Halloween ends. What a what what a turn. Hang what on a second, are... Joe. Um, I, I, I do believe I last week it. that you, you said that weird science sucks, yeah. so therefore we cannot take anything you say seriously. <laughs> yeah, I wow. actually, I shit on weird science. I have a story I can tell you later on about Dean Wade doing the panel a few years ago. I didn't even know who the second guy was before the panel. It was so sad. <laughs> he aged out. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway... Fresh. But Fresh. I, I, if you haven't seen Fresh, not my favorite, oh. but it's one that I don't hear a lot of people talk about, and Very I enjoyed good. it thoroughly. It was a surprise. It, it was thoroughly. a surprise. I for loved sure. it. Oh my Chad. god. Um. So I actually thought this year was great for for movies. I actually uh, I put together my top ten list for our episode that we're doing next week, and I actually struggled because I had so many great films uh, that I loved this year. Um. But mine's kind of on the nose especially with all the publicity it's now getting but everything everywhere all at once yeah by yeah. far my favorite movie of the year i i just loved everything about it, it and, and you know it's again it had such a unique take on this on the story of the multiverse which by the way unfortunately for sam raimi he didn't quite pull it off this year <laughs> that, that yeah. they, they did um but you know it, deep down it's just about a mother and daughter uh you know trying to connect with one another and and having a daughter having two daughters of my own it just connected with me in a, in a special way so um i yeah. i just love i just love that film it's actually crazy and and ben and i've had so many conversations you know, you know nutting it out over what's the best movie and that movie just keeps coming in and out of the conversation like it, it might not make the number one spot well probably won't but um it just keeps coming in and out regardless yeah so. i yeah it, it i there was another there was a, it was, it was, it was between that yeah it was, it was between this and another oh, i love it i love it I'm going to sorry, yeah. that was too I'm going many to fire days. tomorrow <laughs> no sorry were, were you saying something chad yeah no i was just saying it was between this and another movie uh as to what my number one movie of the year was but because I connected on such a personal level with this one, and also too, I just love the story so much. Right. I, it 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 becomes my number one film of the save, year. Save save that other one for your show, and we'll uh, we'll yeah. find out what that is there. Um, Absolutely. So after James, you've got James. no audio. All up, I screwed it with this. Oh, there's a okay. button. Anyway, um, <laughs> that, was, that was the best it ever sounded. Why did you stop? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know this, that would have been our highest review uh, ratings if I ever just muted myself. Anyway, um, no, I'm a big fan of 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 meta for meta's sake sometimes, and and so, and I'm also a big fan of a, of a certain actor. I'll watch. I know where you're going. I know where you're going. And can we pause it? Guess. <laughs> this is the movie that. I, so it. I, I don't know if this is international or not. Black Friday in America is where everything goes on sale really cheap, but yeah. you have to fight a huge amount of crowds. Yep. And. This movie is why I actually went out because I'm like, I got to have the 4K ultra cut and it was on sale. And that is the unbearable weight of massive talent. Mm -hmm. Nick Nicholas Cage playing Nick Cage 
it got really strong reviews. Didn't do overly well at the box office, sadly. But if you, I, I appreciate films like this. And there was actually Jean Claude Van Damme did a really good one called JCVD uh, that doesn't get a lot of attention either. But just a movie where people play themselves or a fictionalized version of themselves. William Shatner did a similar thing in the movie Free Enterprise. It's just over the top. It's just fun. And again, I'll pretty much watch anything with Nicolas Cage in it, even though occasionally I get very badly burned. Um, <laughs> but this movie was going to start a renaissance, allegedly, because of the reviews that it got. Uh, sadly, it didn't do well at the box office. But it is, if you've not seen it, I mean, if you're a genre fan of science fiction, you've got a Pascal in it, you've got all these reasons to watch it. My wife was excited because she loves Tiffany Haddish. It's mm -hmm. great, got a really good cast. Um, so if you've not seen The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, check it out. That's that's the one that came to mind for me because it was just fun. Awesome. Ben, I think he's stolen your thunder there, but what does uh what what's what's Nicolas Cage best at? Is <laughs> is best at smooching. Good smooching. <laughs> Nicholas Cage yeah. gives good smooches. <laughs> that is going I on a feel... t shirt too. Yeah. I feel there's a story there. We've gotten Nick Cage stories before, but not that one. So oh no, it's that. just um yeah. You know, ben repeats that line on the show nearly every other episode. <laughs> the Nicholas Cage gives good smooches. It's true. It's hundred percent true. I've and been is on the end. Your turn, mate. Is that yours? Uh, well, look, I think I'm. I'm shocked that no one has mentioned uh, what I think is the greatest film of the year. Ticket to Paradise. Oh, <laughs> God. No. Oh, my God. Did you God. actually watch it? No, yeah, no. I did. I went to the fucking <laughs> media screening. Of I London. watched it, it as well. I, wanted, I watched it out of... I I was actually excited to see it. And God, help me. I, I endured all of it because I just had to. I had to finish it. Was, it. it was George Clooney oh. and Julia Roberts having uh, a free holiday to Australia. Yeah. I, I honestly yeah. don't think George Clooney has made a good movie since Oh Brother, We're Out There. I'm just trying That's to think of it. Burn after reading. Oh, He's got the sex machine. Yeah, the sex the sex machine is good, and he, yeah. his delivery about the sex machine is uh, is yeah. so yeah. good. So good what is your good luck? Uh, I think it's it's actually it's the descendants, Ben. That's another great one. <laughs> yeah, did you say He's made a few good ones. <laughs> I didn't watch Moonfall either. Yeah, Moonfall, no. I haven't done that. No one's buying that. Uh, <laughs> clearly, that. I mean, look, I, real realistically, it is the unbearable weight of massive talent is my. <laughs> Top film of the year. I'm 100% in agreement with uh, with James on that one. Uh, I mean, they're, 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 look, yeah, I think it's going to be hard. Actually, I'm surprised when we did when we briefly talked about this on last week's video. Uh, I was I think it's going to be hard to narrow it down to a top ten. Yeah, uh, I think that I think it's going to go back to that uh, to those those lofty days of live journal where, where you would <laughs> compile top 10 movies of all time list because you had absolutely nothing else to say. And uh, each, each number would have like five films. Bring them in, Chloe, <laughs> bring the kids in. <laughs> Tell them I've got five minutes to go. Five minutes no. to go. <laughs> well, I was, um, I've been leaning towards Top Gun Maverick for my number one film of the year. And it might still be it. Cause it just blew me away. But I thought um, you were going to say blacklight. To be honest, I'm totally blown away. <laughs> Until my mind is made up, though, I'm going to throw caution to the wind and just say Chippendale Rescue Rangers because I fucking was so blown away by that. It took me by surprise yeah. and was far better than it, than it should have been. 
it is better than it had any right to be. I I yeah. said yeah. about 10 minutes. I was like, what? I kind of heard it in the background because he was watching it. And then yeah. I was like, well, that's yeah. funny. And then I ended up sitting and watching yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, according to a particular comment on our TikTok account, grown men should not be watching kids' movies when it comes to. So, what if that guy up yours? <laughs> I mean, you really you shouldn't be going to see them in the cinema with nothing but yourself and a and a box of popcorn with a hole cut <laughs> hole in the bottom. <laughs> That's the, uh, but, but you know, I think Disney Plus has done some cool stuff, and and it's not a full length film, so I didn't want to mention it. But one of the things that I enjoyed the most this year was Werewolf by Night, which is only yeah. fifty some minutes. But what a fun! just I agree. thing yeah. to do and so yeah no i think i think the fact we're getting films that are coming that way and that are a little bit more experimental it's not the right word but a little bit non-traditional the way that they would have been marketed because of these streaming services is kind of cool yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah well that is it everybody we're basically at the end of the show ben it's time to wrap it up any any final words mate uh look i just want to you know give a big thank you to uh all the ladies that uh, take their clothes off on the internet. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, Welcome. You know who you are. Only, <laughs> yeah. only, I know who ladies, you are. Yeah. only ladies, you're canceled for sexism. <laughs> Go works really hard. <laughs> Subscribe to my OnlyFans. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, like, I know who they are. They don't know who I am because uh, although I am the resident pervert, I like to keep it on the DL. <laughs> so Joe, I already am subscribed to your OnlyFans. You That's his way of saying it. his dick's long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's, uh... that's about it. <laughs> That's about it. Like, really? Yeah, that's, uh... Ben's like, well, let's finish on that, all right? I, uh, and on that I, bombshell. I echo those sentiments. <laughs> well, I guess, uh, I, like, a, a big thank you to you, Glenn, because you, uh, you're the uh, the little engine that could with this show. Uh, I do, as, I, as I've joked about numerous times on uh, the podcast, I do no work. I do no research. I do no uh, planning. I take no notes. <laughs> uh the only the only reason we get a show out every week is because uh you do it all uh so uh yeah like i, I guess uh, i we should give you uh like i feel like i'm uh i'm Kristen <laughs> uh giving richard wollstonecroft the best the best uh director of muff award <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes you, no sir. sense to the americans whatsoever <laughs> <laughs> just, um, man, thank you mate um i've got a lot of work in store for you next year <laughs> <laughs> no i appreciate good luck that. with that mate good luck <laughs> <with that>. ben. <laughs> we are we are back to do it all again next year but thank you to everybody that's here thank you to everybody that's listened to us over the the last 12 months and um thank you to the newcomers those that only watch the videos those that only listen to the show they sort of come at us from every direction so um but yes but you people right now including Guillermo, um you've put a lot of time into to contributing to the show and we appreciate it a lot so thank you uh next year as i said we're back to do it all again um including chloe and i are turning our vodcast into a podcast so that will be available on all of the podcast apps and who did we lose <laughs> who did we lose <laughs> Chad! Oh, we lost yeah. uh, Chad's out. Oh, take I mean, the kids to school. He's like, <laughs> shit, fuck this shit, I'm <laughs> out. It's 17 a.m. He's not taking the kids to school. Fuck you guys. <laughs> so you I can, didn't lose that much. You can uh, find... Oh, there he is. 
Upload the Glenn and Chloe on all of the yeah, podcast back, apps. Yeah. It may be rebranded with a different title, but we'll uh, <laughs> wait and see. Uh, follow us on Facebook. We'll be dropping content throughout the summer, uh, interviews, reviews, and, and some conversations as well. And we will return with Good Movie Monday on the 6th of March next year. So thank you, everyone. Merry Christmas to you all. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa, bitches. Santa works all day in his workshop, making a lot of games and toys. Then one day he hops in his sleigh to bring them to the girls and boys. Santa's just as nice as he could be. There's just one fucking thing that worries me. If it doesn't snow on Christmas, How's fat ass gonna use that sleigh? In case of rain, would there be a train that'll speed him on his way? If it doesn't snow this Christmas, how's fat ass get around to us? Say he breaks down on his way to town, would they let him use a bus? I sent him a nice long letter, and I hope it's not in vain. I really would feel much better If the fat fuck flew a plane Now they say he got a reindeer For the sleigh he's driving here But how the fuck's he go If it doesn't snow on Christmas this year Take it boys Ah, that's so pretty Wonderful, ah, fucking wonderful I sent him a nice long letter And I hope it's not in vain I really would feel much better If the fat fuck flew a plane Now they say he got a reindeer For the sleigh he's driving here But how the fuck's he go If it doesn't snow on Christmas this year Alright, I got a treat for you Listen to these kids are they great? Beautiful, beautiful. Kids greater what? Ah, they're wonderful ones. Ah, ah, watch your mouth. Your mothers might be listening now. That's very sweet. Terrific, kids. Terrific. You're just great. Everybody come over here. You did a great job, and I got candy for everybody. All right, all right. Which one of you little pricks stole all the fucking candy canes? Ah, nice, nice kids. Where'd you get them from? A fucking jail? Fucking reform school brats. Get the fuck out of here, all of you. Sure, I saw you. You took the candy. I didn't do nothing. Yes, you did. Then put the dog. No, what are you talking about?